it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is. Here we go, back in action for a big Friday episode of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not trying to sell you hysteria and fear and sheer lunacy as they are doing on the left-wing channels as we speak. The media is a bunch of losers. A really shameful thing I'm going to share with you off the top of today's show to loosen up the mood. It's Friday. I'm in a good time. We happen to live in the greatest country in the world. Freedom! That is a thing. So we will conduct a three-hour celebration of our unique American privilege uh, here on this episode of Fox Cross America. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of the show. It has one rule. We're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. That is it, man. You don't have to agree with me. You can be a liberal. I don't care. You're not my enemy. You're my teammate. You need help right now if you're falling for the crap they're peddling. We're going to get into it in this hour. But you know the rule. 888-788-9910. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Libertarian. Independent. Just don't be a (laughs) Happy Friday, America. This is a big deal. Uh, If you watched me with Sean Hannity last night, thank you. Uh, If you watched me this morning on Fox and Friends, thank you. Uh, You'll see me all over your TV this weekend. But more importantly, I am down tomorrow. Tomorrow is my final Road gig of the year. I am down tomorrow uh, at the Palm Beach Kennel Club in Palm Beach, Florida. Both shows are sold out, but if you want to hang, I am going to be in the casino drinking, smoking, and gambling all night long. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. No, but really, I genuinely feel bad because we could only do a one-night engagement down there. The show sold out pretty fast. You know, I always come on the air, and I'm like, you know, I'm a guy who likes to meet his fans. You can always hang out. You are so full of sh. No, it's not true. If you were in Texas last week, I met a thousand people at Texas Music City, took a selfie with everybody who came in and their kid and their pet. Okay, that's who I am. So if you couldn't get a ticket to see me in Palm Beach tomorrow night, but you still want to come hang out in the casino and gamble, do whatever the hell it is you do, you will certainly see me tomorrow night and have access to your radio buddy one way or the other. Uh, But as we get underway today, the bigger comedy announcement coming from me. Uh, is that the tickets for the 2024 tour, the very first leg of the tour starts in March. Those tickets go on sale today. (laughs) I'll read you the dates once and we got to do the damn show. Uh, Friday, March the 1st is the first leg, the first date of the Everybody Calm Down Tour. I named this tour in our honor, in honor of you, the listener, to this show, because our brand is what? We say it every day. It's not This show is not a call to arms. It's a call to chill the f- out. That's what the show is. Hey, man, just chill the f- out. That's all we need you to do. Okay, on this. You live in the greatest country in the world. Shut up. Stop screaming. Nobody's oppressed. <laughs> the government is not systemically racist. Okay, you're not living, um, you know, in Gaza. You know, that's the funny thing. Like all the people here, all the people here that are complaining are doing so with no regard and no gratitude for the fact that they live in the most tolerant and inclusive society the world has ever known. 
you know, there's a reason all the people on the left who protest America don't want to move to those countries they're constantly comparing us to. Okay, he's a lousy dad, but he's right. Is anybody telling you that Gaza is the greatest and the Jews are the worst offering to move to Gaza? The answer would be no. No. And not because the Jews are bombing the place as they rightfully should be in response to those grotesque Hamas terror attacks. But because none of those regions have the freedoms and tolerance we have here. Okay, but getting past that a second, I always say on this show. Our brand is where the people who take politics and issues seriously, but don't take ourselves seriously at all. The reason this show has grown is there's a lot of people who agree with you and me that that is the way forward. We can't treat liberals as the enemy. We might not agree with their policies, but I'm not here. I'm not a general. This ain't an army. Okay, that's not what we do. Okay, I'm conservative, unapologetically so. But like the rest of Fox News, my party is not the Republican Party as a whole. The party again and again and again is America. Freedom! That's what we're here on behalf of. So if you want to come out and be a part of this tour, I'm going to make fun of everybody. I'm going to make fun of you, probably make fun of your family. Gonna make fun of the country, gonna make fun of the Republicans, gonna make fun of the Democrats, gonna make fun of celebrities. We have a good time. That's what comedy is. March the 1st. First gig is at the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls. Okay, we postponed that gig from the fall because of a TV engagement. Uh, I promised you I would be there. Promises made, promises kept. I went out of my way to make it the very first stop on the tour. Uh, It is Friday, March the 1st, the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls. Saturday night, March the 2nd, I'll be out in Sacramento at the Crest Theater. We sold it out last year. This is a return engagement. Saturday night, March the 2nd. Let's go two for two, girlfriend. Uh, Saturday night, March the 9th. Ponte Vedre, Florida. We are at the Ponte Vedre Concert Hall uh, down there on the beach. My first time in that music hall. It's a gorgeous venue. If you're in the hood, Saturday night, March the 9th, come through. Friday night, March the 29th, the Helena Civic Center. Another makeup gig in Helena, Montana. John and all you drunk OTR truckers out there who are waiting to get together with me in Helena and get bombed. Uh, This is our Super Bowl. This is not a drill. It is the real thing. Friday night, March the 29th, Helena Civic Center. Saturday night, March the 30th, I will be at the Fox Theater in Spokane, Washington, heading out to the West Coast completely. Uh, And I will be there until Friday night, April the 5th. Friday night, April the 5th, I'm at the Federal Way Performing Arts Center. It is in Federal Way, Washington, right there in Seattle. Uh, Saturday night, April the 6th, I will be at the Egyptian Theater in Boise, Idaho. That's a return engagement. We sold it out last year. We got to go two for two. Don't let me down, man. And uh, we're heading up to Boston uh, to the world-famous Schubert Theater. That is Saturday night, May the 18th. So if you want tickets to any of these gigs, if you want tickets to all of these gigs, you can always get that information at foxacrossamerica.com or you can Google my name in any of these cities. You'll find tickets everywhere you look. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I mean, if you need comedy in the meantime, you can turn on the old White House Christmas video. That was embarrassing. Oh, man. My goodness gracious. Have you guys seen Jill Biden's White House Christmas video? If you haven't, oh, treat yourself to a Google right now and watch two minutes of this video. That is totally absurd. Okay, it's like an interpretive dance video through the halls of the White House. There's someone in a pig mask. There's tap dancing wooden soldiers. It looks like the kind of dream you would have if you took some of Hunter's acid and then went right to bed. Hunter's a dirtbag. But it is. It's so funny because as we learn more about the video, at first people were just apoplectic. Like, wow, this video is weird. And yes, there were immediate discoveries, with the main one being what? 
after all this time, apparently it was Jill Biden's cocaine in the White House. Remember when they found the coke over the summer? I never in a million years would have said it was hers. We knew it wasn't Joe's because he's falling asleep everywhere he goes. But there's no way, there is no way that you approve that video if you're not on something. Correct the mundo. It was a mess. But to take it a step further, the group in charge is a Marxist defund the police, abolish the prisons group. That's Use your common sense. Okay, I can't emphasize this enough on the show. When I'm on stage doing stand-up, if you see me on TV, there are no three dumber words in the English language than defund the police. You're absolutely right. They're the stupidest words ever spoken, like criminally stupid, weapons-grade stupid. Okay, we can't have a society without the police. The fact that the White House is bringing in groups that still want to defund the police to this day and letting them do these acid trip interpretive dance videos that, by the way, are paid by taxpayer dollars. That's not right. I mean, but think about that, okay? And the irony there is that this whole garbage show funded by everyone's taxpayer dollars except the Bidens because they're tax cheats who've just been indicted for tax fraud. Are you the big man, Joe? Oh, you know he is. We'll get there later in the show. But you understand, if you watch this, we were told, okay, it'll be a return to normalcy. You just got to get Trump out of the White House. Things will be back to normal. Wrong. Okay, now we got a guy, a transgender guy in a pig mask dancing in the White House. Eight million people have crossed the southern border. Inflation's at a 40-year high. We're on the brink of World War III. They're jailing their political opponents. I got to be honest with you. I feel like we were lied to about that claim of a return to normalcy. I think he's got a point. (laughs) I didn't consider this normal. Okay, but that's where we find ourselves in this day and age. The country really has become something that nobody around the world takes seriously anymore. That's just reality. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just they're not respecting our country the way they used to. They're just not. And, and, you know, to be clear, okay, it's Christmas. Put up a damn tree. Put an angel on top, put a star on top. Okay, it's Christmas. You have some silver and gold, some garland. We want to string a little popcorn around the thing. I don't care. It's Christmas. It's all we need. We don't need a, uh, a you know, trisexual dance troupe that wants to empty the prisons. Okay? We don't need that. I, I say this all the time. Okay? They are forcing social justice into everything that we do now. When I was a kid... My white parents yelled at me for eating too much ice cream. Now my Ben and Jerry's ice cream yells at me for having white parents. Check your privilege. Okay, that's the world we're now living in. And it's so stupid that you can't get out there and just get Christmas right. Put up a tree, throw up some lights, couple of stockings, couple of gift wrapped presents. Boom, you did it. But we can't do that in this White House because everything has to be a calculated, okay, alignment with some type of a marginalized group in their eyes. Mind you, no one's marginalized in this country. No matter what you are, no matter what you identify as, white, black, gay, Asian, straight, Pokemon, Pikachu, Mario, Luigi, doesn't matter. There is no more tolerant place on earth to be you than right here. Okay, that is the truth. If you live in this country, you have American privilege. Don't talk about white privilege. There's two forms of privilege in this country, two and only two. Okay, you have American privilege, which means you're born into a world or you live in a world where the possibilities for prosperity are endless. 
anyone can be anything here. If you want to put in the work, you want to bust your ass, create your own luck, and hopefully wind up where you want to go or somewhere just short of it that happens to be a far more prosperous life than the one you're living. Everyone listening to the show right now, if you feel punched in the soul today, something rough happened at work, some of your relationships isn't working, you got a bill that's literally crushing you, like crushing you, not physically crushing you, but you feel like you can't breathe nonetheless because there's just so much stress in your body. I spent so much of my adult life in that place. You live in America, you'll get out of it. Your willingness to keep going is what solves your problems in America. Okay, for real. No matter what you think your job description is, you're in the keep going business. If you just keep going, it levels out because it always does because you live in America. And that is American privilege. Okay? Anybody can be anything. There are no rules that say you can't make whatever you want out of your life. None. Okay, the other privilege some have is called family privilege. If you come from a good family that modeled excellence, worked hard, taught you how to treat people with respect, taught you how to be self-reliant, okay, taught you to take advantage of this country instead of being taken advantage by the race pimps and the hustlers that want you to hate this country, okay? If you have that good family that modeled excellence and hard work and self-reliance and if you want something done right, do it yourself, you win. You have family privilege. Family privilege is not unique to any one race, not unique to any one gender. Some people have it and they get ahead in life. Some people don't. They can overcome it. Some of them ultimately, tragically, don't overcome it. But those are the two forms of privilege. They're not race-specific. They're not gender-specific. They're not sexual ideology-specific, okay? The people on the left selling you that are taking advantage of America in the process and doing so because you can make money taking advantage of gullible people any way you want. Look at Bernie Sanders, who keeps railing about the evils of capitalism and then charges you, what, $100 to get into his lecture about the evils of capitalism. I mean, think about that. Capitalism is bad. We must eliminate the rich. So buy my book that I've made $10 million off explaining why we need to eliminate the rich. That's who Bernie says is a fraud. He's a scam. Okay, but you can do that in America. You can be a good person, but you do anything. You live in America. But when the White House has to take Christmas and turn it into a soapbox ad for some marginalized dance troupe, it's embarrassing. And it's not Christmas, and it's not who we are as a people. And it's just one of the million trillion reasons of why these folks have to go. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi! Taxi! You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Boom, there it is. Fox Across America, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. Andy Biggs is going to be here. Fantastic comedian named Carmen Lynch. Uh, I think she's really funny. Good friend of mine from around town. She has a new stand-up special out. Uh, you know me. Always trying to help people promote. Trying to use your platform to give other people a platform. Help them build their audience. That's the coolest thing about my job, man. When I was driving a cab, I used to listen to all the radio shows. It's funny. I used to listen to, even when I'd listen to, like, Hannity. He'd have people on selling you a book or, you know, promoting some type of speaking gig. I'm like, man, it'd be so rad to be the guy, you know, who could help people promote their stuff and obviously promote your own stuff. And uh, I can't tell you how bizarre it is to be sitting on, like, Sean Hannity's show every week and watching him promote my stuff. Like, last night we did a promo for the book, which if you didn't buy it, foxnewsbooks.com. Uh, if you buy a copy of my book and you're going to see me in West Palm tomorrow night, 
Uh, if you pre-order the book now, I can sign it for you tomorrow. Uh, you're not going to get the book in the mail till January, but the publisher sends me down there uh, armed with custom inserts that are designed to go right into the first page of the book. It's pretty rad. We signed a bazillion of them down in Texas last week. So if you're going to be in Palm Beach tomorrow night, uh, foxnewsbooks.com. Place your bats, girlfriend. The rest of this hour, though, uh, it is going to be devoted to something I call manufactured hysteria. Uh, we were able to pull two montages off of Twitter. Uh, Tom Elliott made them, if you follow Tom on Twitter. And he cut together essentially like the last week of the media trying to categorize how the world will change if Trump gets back in office. Like he's going to ban elections. He's going to execute his opponents. There's going to be no more. It's like really embarrassing. But when you hear it all together and you get a feel for just how vast this messaging apparatus is and just how coordinated this messaging apparatus is, you know, you come to realize we don't actually have media anymore. We have activists masquerading as journalists. They're now there with a calculated, targeted narrative they're desperately trying to sell you so they can keep one party in power. And the reason it's so dangerous Okay, and we'll have a laugh with it. It's not going to be super serious. I don't want to do that. It's Friday. Okay, but the reason it's so dangerous is you understand the media's job is to hold people in power accountable. It's not to get people into power. Okay, it's the people who we put in office, okay, serve as a series of checks and balances, report on them fairly if they do something wrong. I mean, when you think about what's going on with the Bidens right now, okay, Hunter Biden is being indicted. Okay, faces 42 years in prison for tax fraud on a business that the media told us did not exist. You can't talk about this before the election. This is a fake thing. We're now sitting here with criminal proof that it's real. Okay, mountains of documents. I love that AOC goes, yeah, Republicans don't have a single witness. AOC is a dope. Okay, the Republicans have two IRS whistleblowers on name under oath. Two of Hunter Biden's business partners unnamed under oath. By the way, okay, some of this happened before the election where they told us we couldn't talk about the story because it was fake. But that's the danger of the media we're now living in because you got to understand as a voter, okay, if this becomes the status quo of doing business, all the people warning you about the dangers of elections are the ones corrupting them. Okay, and then we have compromised people in power like we very well may right now, and that does not serve to your advantage if you're a liberal. If you have a compromised president, you're screwed no matter what political party you happen to belong to. That's true. That is true. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. There it is, Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, let's have some fun. It is Friday. The world is on fire. We need to roast some radio marshmallows. So here's the narrative taking shape in the media right now. I, I, what I'm about to play you, I enjoy so much. Okay, it is a montage. Tom Elliott is the gentleman's name on Twitter who cut it together. 
uh, but it's put over music to make it even more like gloom and doom and dystopian. But it's members of the media and the Democratic Party telling you what's going to happen if Trump becomes president again. Okay, why are we in this place? Because Joe Biden is now polling at 33 percent. Oh, I'm in trouble. That's a real number. And they're having a hard time getting them off the ticket. You know how difficult it is to get grandpa to give up his car keys? Imagine trying to get grandpa to give up his nuclear codes. That's where the Bidens find themselves right now. And the truth is the Hunter indictments mean Joe needs to run again because he's got to hope and pray he can win because then he'd have the ability to pardon his son. Okay, there are legal implications to him running again. Paul Morrow, uh, the guy who writes OpsDesk.org, he was on our show. He had laid that out. He's like, no, no, he told me, you know, right here on our air. He's like, I think he has to run because they need to be in office as long as humanly possible. Uh, If he just steps aside now, you know, bowed out, made Kamala the president so she had a ramp to run on in the run up to the election or did something crazy like that he would lose his legal privileges as it pertains to protecting himself and his family. So, you know, as hard as Newsom is running and trying to be the guy, and make no mistake about it, he is treating this like he's an alternate in the Tour de France. You know, we have the guy in the Tour de France who puts on the spandex but isn't on the team. He's just there in case somebody wipes out. Well, if you've been following Joe Biden over the years, you know there's a pretty good chance of this guy actually wiping out. Biden's lost his marbles. I mean, think about that. You know, right now, these days, the only positive headline we get out of this White House is when Biden makes it up the stairs of Air Force One in one try. That's what we consider a good development now. Nothing for the border, nothing for the economy, nothing for crime. Well, at least the guy didn't fall three times on the way up the stairs. It's a mess. So what the media has now been resorted to doing is the legal charges aren't working. Okay, these cases look laughably bad. Like, to give you an example, the first indictment of Donald Trump, we had never indicted a president in the 247-year history of the country. The first indictment came from Alvin Bragg. He is a local prosecutor here in New York City who tried to indict Donald Trump on federal crimes. Uh, The only problem there, okay, is a local prosecutor doesn't have federal charging authority. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. But what it ultimately did is it opened the floodgates. It created a precedent. We didn't need the indictment to go anywhere. They just need to convict Donald Trump in the court of public opinion. So that opened the pathway to indicting Trump for holding on to classified documents. Now, let's be honest. Is Donald Trump the first government official to hold on to classified documents? The answer would be no. No. Okay. Biden, as we now know, had documents in his garage, in a milk crate next to his Corvette. And let's be very clear. He also was not the only high-ranking government official to have classified documents. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. But understand, okay, Biden, Hillary, Barack Obama did it. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. On some small scale, they've held on to documents. Now, stick with me, okay? None of them were charged. In the instances of Hillary and Biden, they were also not president at the time, which means they didn't have declassification authority. Trump's documents were not declassified. He's made a lot of weird roundabout excuses for them. But the fact that he's being prosecuted nonetheless, okay, means we're absolutely looking the other way on one party, okay, and throwing the full force of the law behind the other side. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. So Democrats hold on to classified information, no charges. Republican does charges. Okay, and why do they say, well, they were more cooperative. Hillary destroyed 33,000 emails 
okay, and the server itself with bleach pit so the government couldn't get the information. Does that sound like cooperation? The answer would be no. And what did they ultimately say? Well, we don't want to charge her. We don't want to, you know, interfere with an election. We don't want to put our thumb on the scale. Okay, they've just charged Trump 91 times. We went from we don't want to charge a Democrat once. That could influence the election. But by the way, we're charging this guy 91 times. Guys, what's happening to Donald Trump, it's disgusting. It's unprecedented. It's a bad look for the country. And you don't have to like Trump to feel that way. Okay, I'm not sticking up for Trump in this moment. I'm sticking up for America. Okay, if we turn the country into the banana republic, they're making it right now in an effort to get Trump. Okay, you understand there's no country left to fight over. That's the biggest problem facing us. It's called manufactured hysteria. The Democrats tried to manufacture a hysteria around Donald Trump because that, in their minds, gives them permission to break any rule law they have to in order to keep the guy out of office. That's what they do. You understand that's how it started with the first term in office. Donald Trump was as mainstream of a human being as we know. He had been on your TV in your living room for 40 years. He was hanging out on Barbara Walters in the early 80s. Okay, he was going on shows like The View. He was a regular on Howard Stern. He was a regular on Oprah. The man had his own show on NBC primetime for 15 years. Okay, is this a fringe character? The answer would be no. No, he's a known commodity. But the minute he jumped into the ring of politics, everybody was like, who is this guy? It's not the Donald Trump I knew. This is this whole different Donald Trump you see. You are so full of sh. Guys, there's only one Trump. There's only ever been one Trump. He's always been crass. He's always been pugnacious. He has no filter. He talks a lot of smack. But at the end of the day, he was as mainstream as they get. He's not Hitler. He's not, you know, starving people, executing people, as they're going to tell you in this montage. Now, why is the media telling you this in this montage? Okay, the media is a full surrogate wing of the Democratic Party. They're trying to create a terrain where people are so scared by the prospect of a second Trump presidency that they will forgive any type of law-breaking, any type of usurping of your freedoms that might ultimately help the Democrats get their goal. That's what they did in 2020. Okay, we were told 2020, now listen, man, we're going to change the way we vote. Okay, I know everything we're doing in this election was illegal four years ago. It's now legal now. COVID, America's racist, Trump's an existential threat. Too many people are dying of COVID under Trump. we got to get a guy in there who's a steady hand at the till. Never mind that three times as many people died of COVID under Biden as they did under Trump, despite the fact that Biden inherited not one but two but three vaccines. Okay, you understand, the media doesn't like Trump, and I get it. They don't like you because you might vote for Trump. I get it. But that doesn't give them permission to do what they're trying to do. Listen to this montage. It's hilarious, okay? These are cartoonish cartoonish performances by really bad actors that are trying to sell their audience gloom and fear because that gloom and fear, it means ratings for them. It means money for them in the form of advertising, and it means less freedom for someone like you. Bingo. This first one is so good. Listen to this. And by the way, notice the fine music to get it over the top. Clip one. What would a second Donald Trump term look like? Well, he cannot be the next president. Um, it, it, because if he is, you can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico, Canada, we can't go to Canada because eventually Canada will become annexed to America and shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah. 
That means he can shoot the first lady. We're going to see violence, the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th. Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will make himself into the Fuhrer, and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial law against the American people. Germinate the Constitution. Rewrite the Constitution. Create mass internment camps. Throw everyone into Gitmo. Might be sent to jail, or their rights might be suppressed especially minority groups in society. You might have any number of things happen to you and your family. Every one of us, our freedom, our liberty, none of us is safe. He's going to have people around him executing against an enemy's list. Assassinate generals. Ordering troops uh, to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. Trump gets elected, his very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. America, he's going to shoot visitors to the White House. That means he can shoot the first lady. Are you listening to any of this? Minority groups might be sent to jail or they might be suppressed. You might have any number of things happen to you and your family. There's only one small problem. The guy was president four years and none of this happened. Okay, but understand, Trump is not out there selling you bigger government. He's out there selling you less government. Okay? He's selling you a government that does the things we pay it to do with our tax dollars. Secure the border. Keep my family safe. Okay? It's not authoritarian. Increase domestic energy production. Tilt the economic scales of the world in our favor. It's not authoritarianism. Okay, in fact, increasing domestic energy production here takes the money out from under the authoritarians around the world in Iran and Russia and North Korea, okay, in places like China, okay? They get richer when we get poorer, some of them because they have oil, some of them because they're able to buy oil from these other nations and make out all types of nefarious deals when it comes to weapons and everything in between. But the reality is they're trying to sell you this. If Trump gets elected, his supporters are going to kill everybody and shoot your family, especially if you're a minority, because they don't have anything to run on. That's the point I'm trying to make. They can't get out there and go, no, actually, you have to vote for Biden uh, because uh, something good will happen. Nothing good will happen. We were told this was going to be a return to normalcy. That's what we were told. Listen to the rest of this montage. It's so wonderful. Clip two. The Justice Department could be entirely transformed. I am really concerned about that. Every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the administration. He's reelected. He will curb transgender rights. The end of the rule of law. Arrest political opponents. To persecute, not prosecute, but persecute his enemies. Take a wrecking ball to the rule of law. He's going to make the law. Everyone else will have to follow. Vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. To go after the independent and free parts of American civic life. He would tear down our institutions. Purge the government of employees. Department by department effort to weaponize the powers of the government. To use the military to quash protests. Reading the government of all democratic safeguards. Junking American democracy as we have always known it. That he would try to stay in office beyond a second term. That he would never leave office. There's no question. Trump is reelected. He won't leave. Donald Trump will never leave office voluntarily. And what that means is that everybody who wants us to remain a republic has to put every other thing aside and work together urgently right now to stop that from happening.
he won't leave office voluntarily. <laughs> Guys, he left office voluntarily. Did they challenge the results of the election? Absolutely. Okay, they did. He didn't go to the inauguration. It was unprecedented. I didn't think it was ideal. But understand what they're trying to pin on him is something he isn't. Okay, and why are they trying to do that? Because they can't sell their side. Do you understand if the economy's roaring, your streets are safe, your schools are thriving, your goods are affordable? They get on TV, and that's exactly what they say. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. They go, hey, you like those affordable goods? Give us another four years. We'll keep it going. You like the good gas? Yeah, give us another four. You like that safe border? Give us another four. If you noticed, the Democrats aren't out there mentioning their record. That is correct. They're trying to make you vote against Trump because there's no reason to vote for Biden. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. I mean, that's just the truth. What would be, what is yourself for Joe Biden? Like, seriously, imagine you're on a lifeboat from the Titanic and you're asking people to buy another cruise. Okay. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. That's what they'd say to you. They'd be like, no. People are literally jumping off the boat next to you. Hey, so what do you think of this two-day, three-night package? No? Oh, weird. Nobody's interested in taking the cruise again. Okay? The reason nobody's interested in taking the cruise is because we're all drowning in the stupidity of this administration. Okay? And they're forcing policies on us. Do you see the one we covered on Hannity last night about the leaf blower? It's the funniest thing about Hannity. Uh, you know, guy does his own lawn. <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world. I'm not doing my own lawn. I got a wife for that. She does the lawn. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. But the point is, stick with me. Uh, the government now regulating leaf blowers. Can't have a gas-powered leaf blower. Can't have it. Not good. Climate or something. Okay, so you understand the people who are landscaping for a living now get a higher cost passed on to them because they have to replace their machinery. Uh, and do we have any science whatsoever that quantifies changing your leaf blower will help the environment? The answer would be no. No. Are you stupid? Who has the data on that? Nobody. The only data we have is every time they pass out another regulation, they pass around a collection hat to go through it. Leaf blowers are bad. Please give us money. That's how it works. Gas stoves going to get us all killed. Please give us money. Okay, that's how it works. The government, okay, it's my favorite thing about the Democrats. They keep telling you when it comes to the abortion issue, the government needs to stay out of our bedrooms. The government is in every other room of our house right now. Literally every room. It's in your shed with your blower, okay? It's in your garage with your car. It's in your kitchen with your stove, okay? It's in every room with the type of light bulbs you screw in, okay? You got a hot water heater? Congratulations. They're in that room, too. And people go, oh, Jimmy, but it's different when they say the government should stay out of a bedroom. They're saying, you know, my body, my choice. All right, great. Now do the vaccine. I think he's got a point. Because all the people on the left who say, my body, my choice— seemed to put that policy on hold when it came to demanding, demanding that you get a vaccine. Okay, that's how it went down. And I just point out the hypocrisy because you need to not fall for it. You need to know what a scam this all is. And you need to understand that the reason they're ginning up all of this hysteria towards Trump and his supporters 
is so they can feel justified to their side of the aisle in doing whatever the hell they have to do to you and him to stop him from getting back into office. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This is a funny one. Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon. Here's Miles Taylor on MSNBC, former White House whistleblower, uh, saying Trump is going to turn off the Internet if he wins. Clip three. The biggest concerns for me are on the national security side. I think Americans still don't understand the full extent of the president's powers and things Donald Trump could do bubble wrapped in legalese that would be damaging to the republic. And one of those that I've noted is there's something in the White House called the Doomsday Book. And for the first time, DHS gave authorization for me to mention this publicly. Uh, And the fact that there are concerns that that book, which is supposed to be used to protect the country in instances of armed foreign invasion or rebellion, it's the president's most extraordinary powers could be picked up by Trump and used for domestic political purposes. He could invoke powers we've never heard a president of the United States invoke, potentially to shut down companies or turn off the Internet or deploy the U.S. military on U.S. soil. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) He's going to deploy the U.S. military on U.S. soil. Don't you have any respect for yourself? But do you realize the more outlandish the claims are, okay, the more you learn about a guy like Miles Taylor, who's a Biden surrogate. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. They're so desperate right now that this is what we're down to. And it'll work with a percentage of their audience because they just want to believe they know better than you. They want to believe they're saving the world from this pretend threat that Trump's going to turn the military on you and kill your cat. Come on, man. This is such embarrassing stuff. Do better. We're back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You bet it is. We are back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener. It is 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this hour's festivities. It's Friday. You live in the greatest country in the world. We're in a pretty good mood. Uh, We're going to get into some ridiculousness. Up in Boston, Massachusetts. Now, I will tell you, I am going to Boston. Uh, I'm at the Schubert Theater, Saturday night, May the 18th. Very prestigious venue. They have a Chris Rock there, Dave Chappelle. I mean, they get big acts. Uh, And I am sneaking in there as well on May the 18th. It's very exciting. It's a high honor to play there. But I just want to clarify that all races are allowed to my Boston event. This isn't one of those no white people allowed parties like the mayor of Boston threw last week. Uh, I covered this story with Jesse Waters the other night on TV. If you missed the hit, it is on the Fox Across America website, also where you can go buy comedy tickets to all my shows, foxacrossamerica.com. But this week in Boston, the mayor, Michelle Wu, uh, had a holiday party for electeds, electeds of color. What the hell did you just say? That's what she called it, electeds of color. Uh, She sent out an email saying, hey, holiday party this week for elected representatives of color. The only problem is she accidentally sent it to everybody who was elected, period. So white people got an email. Uh, 
essentially telling them there was a Christmas party and they weren't invited because they happened to be white. What the hell is the world coming to? Okay, it's, rev- it's segregation. And what's crazy about it is that the people pushing segregation call themselves progressives. We're a progressive wing. <laughs> segregation is not progressive. It's regressive. It's backwards. But do you know there's over 170 college campuses that now have segregated graduations? Blacks only. No whites allowed. No Asians allowed. That's what they do. Michelle Wu, I do believe, is Asian, considers herself a person of color, happens to be married to a white guy who is married to this woman right now, the mayor of Boston. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Okay, but the city council has six minority members and seven white members. She threw a party no whites allowed. Now, it goes without saying that if any other person, if a white person threw a party, said no blacks allowed, no Asians allowed, okay, you're getting fired immediately. They're calling it racist because it would be. But I'm not here to just point the finger and be like, that's bad. She's a racist. We have enough of that in our society. Okay, I'm just going to try to make the case to anybody interested in hearing it how stupid and reductive and intellectually lazy it is to continue to obsess about race as if we're living in a world where it has any impact on anything other than the ridiculous grandstanding like the stuff we're seeing up in Boston. Okay, we are so far along on race in this society, a country that was founded at a time of institutionalized slavery. Okay, we're so far past that now that we elected a black president not once but twice. And the guy wasn't even very good at the job. There are white folks, and then there are ignorant motherfuckers like you. Whoa, that escalated quickly. But understand, okay, there is nowhere left in our society where you can be openly racist and keep your job. Okay, if you do anything, you get doxxed on Twitter, they contact their employer, and they fire you. We are so far along on race that we're now tearing down statues of dead people so we have racism to fight over. We're so far along on race... If you remember, Deadspin spent a week accusing a nine-year-old Kansas City Chiefs fan of wearing blackface. I mean, that was embarrassing. And now they've been forced to issue a retraction because they're like, well, we didn't want anybody to think we were trying to attack the kid. But that's exactly what you did for a week. So why did they try to clarify and retract their attacks? Somebody filed a lawsuit. Money, 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 money. Okay, understand that would change the kind of stuff you're seeing up in Boston just the same. But this whole point that people's value to society is based on their skin color, that people should be fraternizing in an us against the world mentality flies in the face of everything we know about the modern world we're living in. Yo, you guys, here's one for you. Civil Rights Act. When did that pass? Okay, if you're playing along at home. Believe it passed at about 1964. 1964 is when the Civil Rights Act passed. So to be clear, the f- playing field was not completely level till 1964, and they took all the racist books, the laws, the discriminatory rules off the books. They created an upward mobility in society that, to be clear, took the better part of the next two decades to fully achieve. Why? Because the Democrats continued to fight integration. Joe Biden, famously in the 70s, fought against integrated school buses. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Think about that. 
the guy who didn't want his kids going to school, okay, with black children, tells if you have a problem figuring out me or Trump, you ain't black. I don't know. I got to be honest. That's pretty far out there. Joe Biden eulogized a member of the Ku Klux Klan, Robert Byrd. Look it up. Okay, so you understand all the people doing this race baiting and, you know, segregated graduations and all of our value is predicated on skin color and we need to be anti-racist. These people are racist. These are the very people supporting the elimination of all Jews on college campuses right now. But the point I was trying to make about the America we're living in and have continued to live in, and this is more important to you than anything we could give you in terms of coverage regarding this no whites allowed party. Is it gross? Yes. But white people are the only people left you can openly discriminate against. You can discriminate against Christians. You can discriminate against white people. If you go to the right college, you can discriminate against Jewish people. You'll have no issue whatsoever. Okay, what they're doing in Harvard right now is disgusting, disgusting to accommodate that idiot professor, professor, she's the president, who plagiarized all her essays. Although in her defense, if she's a Hamas supporter, she probably thinks women aren't allowed into libraries. I mean, when you... I think he's got a point. Yeah, the point is Hamas don't let women into libraries. Uh, But she wasn't going either way. But they tell you we are oppressed today. They tell you the playing field's not level today. We've got to have a colored people only, they called it. Electeds of color. Electeds of color. That's what this thing was called. You know, they're oppressed. they got to get together. They've got to plot a way forward. They're elected officials. We are, your race is not oppressed if we're putting you in charge. You dig it? Like if you go back to a time of institutionalized slavery when this country was founded, we weren't electing any of the slaves to make our laws, spend our tax dollars, and tell us how to live our lives. That's the point. They were oppressed. But of all the countries founded during a time of institutionalized slavery, nobody has done more to level the playing field for us. And we've done it with the most diverse and tolerant society in the world. We have a higher percentage of mixed ethnicities in this country than any place else in the world. Okay, we used to pride ourselves on being a melting pot. Now we're just smoking pot. And we're electing people who want to sell you pretend depression because it's easier to pretend they're protecting you from some type of racism than it is to improve the quality of your life. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. But to give you an idea of the American you're living in, okay, you cannot. I tell man, I tell my kid this every day. You cannot let these people convince you, okay? To give up on your dreams, your goals, okay, your plans because of the color of your skin. Oh, you can't get ahead. The deck stack. You got to keep voting Democrat. Someday we'll level the playing field. I mean, don't get me wrong. We just had a black president twice. He won with an overwhelming majority of white support, 75% or better in both elections. Don't get me wrong. Okay, but apparently those people who are on a prescription drug at war off now we're all racist again. How did we get here? Oh, that's right. These are shameless race pimps that make money. Okay, no, no, America's racist, doesn't like black people, doesn't like people of cover. Never mind, okay, that the NBA is uh, 84% black. Uh, I believe it's 81 right now. It's a $9 trillion entity, and it's got a fan base that's 85% white, okay, but but we're racist. Never mind the NFL is 74% black, and it's overwhelmingly white fan base props it up because they're racist. That's why they watch. They're just, I mean, are you stupid? Okay, look out at pop culture. Look out at government. Look at Hollywood. Look at music. Okay. Look at sports. What is selling? Okay. What's selling is 
whatever's good. It's not white people are selling. It's not only black people are selling. It's not only Asian people selling. It's whatever we like, okay? It's what we patronize in this day and age. We are so far past skin color. Why? Because we integrated society. And now we know we're all the same. Racism was able to exist for a long time in this country because it's a byproduct of ignorance. People hate things they don't know anything about. But as you spend more time in an integrated society, you realize that regardless of your background, okay, we all have the same plans in life. Everybody wants to get paid, and a lot of them want to get laid. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But for all the talk about how you can't get ahead today, the deck is stacked today, nobody has a chance today. You know who's getting ahead today? The people ignoring that advice. You know who was getting ahead before the Civil Rights Act was even founded? The people ignoring that advice. Okay, I'm going to tell you a quick story really quickly. And it's the thing that actually changed my life. Okay, like profoundly changed my life. The reason I'm on TV and I'm on the radio is because there's so much about the way I do things that was influenced by going to the Motown Museum. Okay, the Motown Museum in Detroit. Okay, presided over by Barry Gordy. Smokey Robinson was probably, you know, the preeminent music scholar at the time in terms of artists who had a lot of input in development and the direction of the company. But, of course, everybody else that came through Motown, so many iconic artists. I mean, the Jacksons, you know, you, I mean, you, you, go, you can go in any direction. There's no wrong direction. Diana Ross, you can go anywhere with Motown. The Four Tops, the Temptations, the Supremes, you, I, you know, it's, it's Motown. It's, great. it's the greatest assembly of music talent the world has ever seen. They did it out of a tiny house in Detroit. Okay, the Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964, began the process of leveling the playing field. It did not level the playing field, to be clear. Okay, it took decades further for us to get there. But there was so much freedom, there was so much prosperity in a capitalist society like the one that we live in that Barry Gordy was able to found a billion-dollar music empire in 1959. Oh, wow! You want to know why? Because Barry Gordy, okay, a guy who had run a music stand previously in Detroit only to watch it flame out because he wasn't curating the music that the kids wanted. He was curating, like, B-sides, deep cuts, basement tapes. He famously says in interviews, the kids wanted Barry Water. The kids wanted Muddy Waters. I'm like, you can get Muddy Waters down the block. I'm going to sell you the rare stuff. So what did the people do? They went down the block. Correct the mundo. And Barry Gordy's first record store failed. But like all great American success stories, he didn't let failure define him. He learned from it, went to work at the Ford Motor Plant, and continued to write music to the rhythm of the assembly line. He was listening to drills. He was listening to machines. And he realized his life had a rhythm, and he started to write songs for Jackie Wilson. And he ultimately sold a song to Jackie Wilson that went to number one, realized he didn't make any money off the royalties. So he borrowed money from his sister and in a small, tiny house in Detroit, founded Motown. It was January 12th, 1959. He wasn't sitting around going, I'm oppressed, I'm screwed, I'm never going to get ahead. And to be clear, people were oppressed. People were screwed in that era and weren't going to get ahead. But if you wanted to get out there and fight the fight, if you had a brilliant idea, if you had a work ethic, if you had a vision, America has always been and will always continue to be a place where you can do that. And what Barry Gordy did to become what he was is they looked at their product and they really scrutinized it from every angle to maximize their presentation to the consumer. They looked at music and said, well, there's a lot of people that can sing right now, but can they all sing and dance? 
All right, well, our guys are going to all sing and dance. Oh, there's a lot of guys singing and dancing. Do they do it in matching satin jackets? Because our guys are going to do it in matching satin jackets. Okay, there's a lot of hit songs out there. But do they have nine-second custom intros that distinguish them from every other song on the charts? That's what Barry Gordy did. He was a real visionary. And he really laid down a complete presentation of the consumer that just made his product so much more thorough than everybody else's. Okay. And that really, like, profoundly influenced me. Like, when I started working at Fox, I was like, all right, there are people on TV, but are they funny when they talk politics? Are there some funny people? Not really. I mean, you know, sometimes you count gut belts. But, you know, do they dress cool? Are they different? How do they pop? How do they maximize the presentation? I learned that from a black man who had that ethos in 1959. So as I sit here in 2023, hearing elected officials say we've got to have coloreds only sections, we've got to have colored graduations because we're all under attack in this country. These are people graduating from Harvard, which is supposed to be the most elite media institution we have. Okay, but you understand it's now run by clowns. They'd rather sell you oppression. Okay, because oppression makes you dependent on them. Instead of dependent on yourself, believe me, there were a lot of people in 1959 whose family voted for a Democratic government because they thought they were going to take care of them. Okay, Barry Gordy decided he would take care of himself, and he's sitting there right now, a retired billionaire. So the answer to the question every single time, ignore the race pimps, ignore the people who tell you you can't do it, ignore the people who fly in the face of all reason and fact and say anyone's oppressed in this day and age. Okay, it's weapons grade stupid because you live in America where the only thing between you and the dreams you want to achieve is your willingness to get to work and go get them. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to grown-up talk about the greatest country on the planet. Are we playing, you know, championship ball at the moment right now here in America? The answer would be no. No, it's a mess. <laughs> We've got uh, a lack of strong leadership in the White House. Biden is such a disaster. But there's a major conversation around who's going to replace him. As you know, Ron DeSantis did a town hall over on CNN the other night. Pretty contentious. They had Vivek Ramaswamy stop by. Trump has done one. Haley has done one. We're 30 days out from Iowa. 30 days right now is where we find ourselves. And Trump's still leading in the polls by a hell of a whole lot. Okay, And he's not only leading Republicans by a hell of a whole lot, but he happens to be leading Democrats by a hell of a whole lot. Oh, I'm in trouble. It's in huge trouble. And it's one of the reasons it's getting as ugly as it is. There's this massive propaganda battle being fought right now. I find this so fascinating. OK, but if you've been paying attention to the Hunter Biden story, OK, last week he was indicted on 17 counts. He faces 42 years in prison. Okay, I don't know how it's going to legally play out. But what I do know is that in this moment, we now have clearly established that they interfered in the 2020 election for no other reason than we were told we couldn't discuss this story. It's fake. It's made up. It's Russian disinformation. Now the guy's on trial for actual crimes 
committed while running the business, we were told doesn't even exist. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But like the run-up to the 2020 election, okay, the run-up to the 2024 election is going to be the same. It is going to be a war on information. I'm going to play some clips in the next break. It's so funny because it's actually people saying, like, I don't know, what are they even investigating? What could they have even done wrong? And, like, saying this on, like, live TV because they want to give people permission to tune it out and ignore the facts that you've now caught the Bidens about 35 different lies when it comes to this actual story, okay? Are you the big man, Joe? The more you pay attention, the more you realize the answer is yes. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Friday. It's a fun night. You now Santa's coming. It's December 15th. We're 10 days for Santa. We're going to get your act together. You know what I'm saying? Well, I will have you know, uh, over the week, uh, over the weekend, I was in Tyler, Texas, and I got a visit uh, from Santa, who waited in line to meet me at the meet and greet, and he gifted me a bag of coal. True story. <laughs> I got coal from Santa, so I guess I got to clean up my act too. Uh, we'll start Monday because I'm down in Palm Beach tomorrow night at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Both shows are sold out, but if you want to come, uh, I am going to be gambling and hanging out, and I will avail myself to anybody who wants to get a selfie or a video for their family, whatever the hell you guys do. It's our show. I go on the road because I want to meet you guys and hang out with you. I'm not like some elitist snob who doesn't hang out with you. My gosh, I can't. I can't think of anything worse. Uh, the only thing maybe is it would be having to be Joe Scarborough. What a loathsome human being. Uh, and I have to play you a clip from his show right now. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 It's reality. So here is um, Joe Scarborough. He's trying to make the case for the Biden economy. And the case he makes is he knows rich people that are making a lot of money in the stock market right now. Uh, ergo, the economy must be doing really well. That is a fact check false. Okay, I'm not here telling you that businesses aren't having success. The country's not out of business right now. But I am telling you the cost of the average goods you buy, core prices are up 30% since the guy got into office, which means this is not a good economy for the average person because their goods have increased at a higher rate than their salary. You can tell me there's pockets in the stock market, and the stock market's certainly up. Businesses reopened after the pandemic. Okay, but at the same time, life for the average everyday American is exponentially harder under the guy in the office right now. Biden sucks. But in his misguided world, he's found the new angle to show us how he's smarter than the rest of us. Listen to this clip. It's clip eight. You see them all the time. Yeah, half of them are my friends. Yeah, yeah. Half of them are your friends. You go to lunch with them, and while you're in the middle of uh, of talking baseball, they take out their phone and they're staring at it, and they go, I just made $20,000 while you were eating salad. (laughs) You know, on their stocks. And they made so much money. They do it, don't they? They do that. And then they then they bitch and whine. They're making millions and millions of dollars off of Joe Biden's economy because they would say it was Donald Trump's economy. So 
What's fair for the goose is fair for the gander. So they made millions and millions of dollars, some of them billions of dollars in Joe Biden's economy. And then they put the phone down and they start talking about Joe Biden's wrecking this economy. He's destroying America. He's a socialist. Have you heard him talk? He's a socialist. He's not even running the country. They're Biden deniers. This guy's a serious ass. It really is. Poor Joe Scarborough. That was embarrassing. Okay, the example he's trying to give you about this being an economy, your rich friends who just made $20,000 on a single stock trade. Does that sound like an average, everyday American? The answer would be no. Remember how we were told Trump is, you know, selling us out to the rich and they're the only ones who can get ahead of the rich? Okay, is there anything more elitist than I'm sitting at lunch talking baseball, my friend makes 20000 on a quick stock trade and brags? Okay, normal people aren't doing that, you guys. Okay, but when he tries to say things about, and then your friends say Biden's destroying the economy, he's a socialist, he is doing that. Do you understand? He has increased the tax burden. He has increased regulation. He has increased climate restrictions on businesses. He has crushed our domestic energy production. And oh, by the way, all of the resources allocated to help our inner cities are now being absconded to pay for illegal migrants coming across the guy's open border. Biden is destroying the country. Like you shaving off a metric of society that's prosperous right now. There's 331 million of us in the country legally that we know of. I don't doubt a lot of us are doing okay, but there's that many more who aren't, who have the government, the bureaucratic boot on their neck every damn day. Like I couldn't survive as a cab driver in this economy. Okay, when fuel prices had hit a place in New York City of $6 a gallon, do you understand in the given day of cab driving, okay, that would bump up my expenses by about 80 bucks a day in a job where you'd be lucky to make make 500 bucks a week. You just took $400 of the profit out of your paycheck. Does that mean I'd be in a, pro- a prosperous economy? The answer would be no. My gosh. Be selling pictures of Jenny's feet on OnlyFans right now. I love it when you talk dirty. Well, they're not really her feet, though. I just use my picture. You know, her her picture. They're actually my feet. Uh, I can't get her to play ball on that one. But uh, the point is, okay, people are getting annihilated. Annihilated. Which is why Trump is winning in so many states. Here's CNN giving you the latest on poll numbers in swing states. Clip nine. In two critical battleground states... The news is not great for President Biden and his campaign. The numbers show Donald Trump leading in both Georgia and Michigan. In Georgia, a state Biden carried by a very narrow margin in 2020. Registered voters say they prefer Trump over Biden by 5%. In Michigan, which Trump won in 2016, but Biden carried in 2020, our poll now showing Trump 10 points up. Note that a full 10% of those polled in each state say that they wouldn't support either candidate. Trump's margin over Biden is significantly boosted in both states by people who say they did not vote in 2020. These less engaged voters favored Trump by 26 points in Georgia and 40 points in Michigan. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, he's in big trouble. He's getting annihilated. Okay, these are in the swing states. Now, why would the numbers be this good for Trump? He's not even campaigning. Guys in court every day. Okay, get you, you know, you get a hit on Hannity here or there in a little town hall action. He was in Iowa over the weekend. He had a couple of things to say about those polls. I'll play it for you. But Biden is making the case for Trump. 
That's the point. That's why Trump is surging to the extent that he is. So when you see the gymnastics out of a guy like Joe Scarborough, who's just a surrogate for the Democratic Party, he's trying to sell you on Biden. I don't doubt that Biden is a good president if you're loaded. If you're running a drug cartel at the southern border, you're a human trafficker. This is the greatest president of your life. Okay, if you happen to be the president of Ukraine, this is the greatest American president you'll ever come across because he's giving all of our money to them. Our border is not secure. We've spent $100 billion trying to secure somebody else's. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. The average person, and this is the key metric in that CNN report you just heard, okay, Trump's margin over Biden significantly boosted by people who say they did not vote in 2020. Do you know how apathetic you have to be to not vote in 2020? They would come to your door and pick the vote up for you if you were voting Democrat. They would put a drop box outside your building. Okay, they would mail you ballots. They would ballot harvest at your building. They had 24-hour drive-in voting like it was a McDonald's. Okay, the Democrats juiced turnout in the 2020 election. They changed the laws. That I don't get on the air and say the election was stolen because the truth is the way they voted was legal. It would have been considered stolen in 2016. It would have been considered stolen in 2012 if you voted and harvested ballots that way. But they weaponized COVID and used it as a mean to change the rules of the game. That's why when you hear like Trump got, you know, the only incumbent in history to increase his vote total by 10 million and still lose – It's because it was laughably easy to turn out the vote for Biden. The Democrats didn't focus on campaigning. You know that whole song and dance. Biden was home at home in the summer of 2020. If you told somebody you saw Joe Biden, they treated you like you said you saw Bigfoot. Like, hey, Tommy, this guy says he saw Joe Biden in public. They're like, what was he with Elvis and Tupac? Look at a load of this guy says he saw Joe Biden. You didn't see Joe Biden Come on, man, that guy ain't coming out of the house. You didn't see him. Tell him like it is. That's how it went down. Guy had the public appearance schedule of a groundhog. But the Democrats weren't worried about campaigning in 2020 because they had a get-out-the-vote operation that was second to none. Okay, they're not campaigning right now because they can't put the guy in front of a microphone because they don't know what's going to come out of his mouth, and neither does he. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You You know the thing. But you understand, okay, Because of the unprecedented manner in which people were able to vote in 2020, he was able to win. That being said, there was a significant segment of the population that still didn't bother to vote. They didn't love Trump. No one knew anything or cared about Biden. The only people who voted in that election either voted for Trump or against Trump. Not a single solitary person voted for Joe Biden. I agree with that. Nobody voted for Biden. They voted against Trump. If they were Democrats, they'd hated him with all the fiber in their being. But there were a lot of indifferent people in that election, a lot of indifferent people that didn't care. And we might be well on our way to a rematch, with the only caveat being a lot of people who didn't vote in the last election plan on voting in this one and doing so for Donald Trump by overwhelming margins. Okay, people in Georgia who didn't vote in the last election Favored Trump by 26 points over Biden. 26 points. People who didn't vote in the last election favor Trump in Michigan by 40 points. 40 points over Joe Biden. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, 
Now, why would people who didn't vote in the last election, didn't even care, so these election to vote in ever, still didn't bother? Okay, why would they suddenly swing towards Trump as dramatically as they have? Has the news been good for Trump? Of course not. Guy's indicted 91 times. He's barely campaigning right now. Okay, but every day that Biden is the president, Trump looks a little bit better as the ex-president. Because the average person who didn't vote in 2020 that now has such an overwhelmingly positive opinion of Trump versus the Biden presidency realizes how much harder their life has gotten under Joe Biden. When you hear the Democrats say things like, oh, we've got a messaging problem, you understand. People just don't get it. They don't get how good it is right now. So what? You can't pay for food at the grocery store. Gas is too expensive. The kid's trapped in a failing school. The border's been overrun. We're sending all of our money to Ukraine. So what? Life is good here. Don't you get it? That's what they're trying to tell you. Ah, big deal. We just let 8 million people cross the southern border. But Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. Things are better for you now. They're better because Biden, because we did something about the climate. We're something we can control the weather. I'm telling we can control the weather. We choose truth over facts. Okay, here's a newsflash. Climate change is a scam. Nobody control the weather. Nobody has any metric to show you how they can control the weather. If they could control the weather, they'd be doing it now. The reason they love climate change, okay, is there's no deliverable on climate change. Okay, that's why they now call it climate change. This movement started out in the 70s. And in the 70s, we were all going to freeze. So after 10 years and nobody froze, the people giving the money over were like, whoa, whoa. uh, Yeah, it it looks like you guys are wrong about the freezing thing. They're like, gosh, uh, you know what? We are red-faced about this. Uh, We are wrong. We were reading the the graph wrong. As it turns out, we're all going to melt. It's global warming now. It's not global freezing. It's now global warming. And then 10 years went by. Everybody gave over the money. And they're like, hey, it's, it's not getting any hotter. It's getting cooler. And like, I, you know what? You, listen to me. You got to understand here. Okay. It's, it's so crazy. It's, it's actually, all right, it's not global freezing. Uh, it's not global warming. It's called climate change. The weather's going to change. Like today it's going to be one way. Tomorrow it's going to be another way. And you'd be like, hey, isn't that just the weather? Isn't that how weather? You shut your mouth. You're a murderer. We're all going to die. Don't deny the science. I know the science said we were going to freeze, and then it said we're going to melt, but now it's saying that the weather's just going to keep on changing. Pay up, suckers. And people fall for it, and people do. And climate change is the greatest grift in the history of the world because there's no deliverable. They don't have to prove anything now. They just have to say we're going to get a lot of bad weather from time to time if you don't let us take over your lives. We've got to change the kind of car you drive. We've got to change the kind of stove you use. We've got to change the kind of leaf blower you use. Okay, your hot water heater, your light bulbs, okay, we've got to change because the climate's changing. So you've got to let the government have all of this power over you. Now, are we ever going to quantify how things will improve? Of course not. We can't. We don't have any of that data. Just keep paying us. That's all you need to know. Give us your freedoms and pay. Okay, people see this happening to them in real time right now. New York City right now just implemented a congestion tax going into effect In addition to the tolls people pay to get into the city, they're now going to pay another $23 just to roll into town in New York. That is financial lunacy. Yeah, because you know who's driving in? The lower middle class. Okay, delivery drivers. These aren't rich people. Okay, cab drivers, Uber drivers, going to get annihilated. People commuting to blue-collar jobs, going to get annihilated. And by the way, they say, well, it's, you know, congestion. It'll level up on the amount of cars on the road. Do you understand in New York City, our problem with traffic right now is not the amount of cars on the road. It's the amount of lanes 
they have taken away from the cars. He knows what he's talking about. The biggest pollutant in New York is traffic. Traffic is the number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten source of pollution in this country. There is nothing, nothing in this country on par with traffic when it comes to emissions and pollution. But what they've done in the name of fixing the environment is they've gotten rid of car lanes. Now, we need more bike lanes because the bike riders, you get the bike riders in there, less emissions on the bike, you're good. Get more bus lanes, they get the bus riders. But here's a newsflash. The amount of people who want to drive their car and have the freedom to do so stays the same, and they wind up on the same roads with fewer lanes. That's what we have in New York City. So the avenues in New York City is one of like the cool things people like to do in this town. Is say you're driving north on 6th Avenue. Say you're driving north on 3rd Avenue. Okay, these are avenues that go one way north. 2nd Avenue go one way south. Okay, if you follow Lexington, one way south. Okay. If you're on a one-way avenue in New York, the lanes used to be six lanes wide. So you could do this thing when the lights were turning from yellow to green, you could time it and race up like a hundred blocks, catching the lights as they turned and not having to slow down. And it was fun if there wasn't traffic on the road. But that's when these avenues were six lanes wide. Now these avenues have one lane. The northern bound ones have two lanes for the bus. So now you're down to four lanes. Then they have a bike lane. So now you're down to three lanes. Then they have a parking lane because the bike lane now obstructs the curb. Now you're down to two lanes. Same amount of cars on the road just went from six lanes in one direction to two. And what does it ultimately do? It creates more traffic, which causes more pollution. So you understand everybody in the climate movement is creating more pollution. Okay, they're not trying to control the climate. They're trying again and again and again to control nothing but you. You are correct, sir. The critics have spoken. I really appreciate fine art. You do? Yes. And this isn't it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Heading down to Florida. Wally's there now. Wally! Hey, Jimmy, I gotta, uh, can you handle a transition? Yeah, give it to me quick. Do? Go ahead. Uh, uh, we got 40 seconds. Make it happen. Janice Dean, it's going to rain like crazy in West Palm Beach. And also, you better bring your A game because you've got an Elvis impersonator on Friday night. Oh, is that That's true? I got to follow the king of rock and roll on Friday? Chris McDonald. Dude. I'm mad. I'm not seeing it. I'm very pro Elvis. I would love to see that. Well, I would argue, if you've ever gone to a buffet with me, that I'm a better Elvis impersonator than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, buddy. We're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Damn. Let's get him, Wally. I'll see you out on the dance floor, buddy. Have a big weekend, and I will see you in Palm Beach. Uh, this hour of the show is over. The next one, Andy Biggs. From the Fighting 5th Congressional District of Arizona, batting leadoff at the tippy top of the hour. Back after this, girlfriend. Don't go anywhere. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is, and here we go. Big hour of Fox Across America coming your way. 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of the action. It is Friday. We are 10 days from Santa showing up to your house if you've been good 
Uh, no promises. I've hung out with some of you on the weekends. There's no way you made the good list, but that's all right. That's what makes you a good hang uh, is the fact that you are a little naughty, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing in this hour. Uh, 888-788-9910. As I said, you know the rules. There is no ideological barrier for entry. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You can be a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. Just don't be a... There it is. Uh, at the top of the show today, I announced that the first leg of my 2024 tour, uh, the Everybody Calm Down Tour, uh, goes on sale today. Foxacrossamerica.com. You can get tickets to see me in the following places. Idaho Falls, March 1st. Sacramento, March 2nd. Ponte Vedre, Florida, March 9th. Helena, Montana, March 29th. Spokane, Washington, March 30th. Seattle, Washington, April 5th, Boise, Idaho, April 6th, and Boston, Massachusetts at the Schubert Theater. Hey, girl, May the 18th. We will be there on the road. So if you want to hang with your radio buddy, uh, there it is. Uh, if you're coming out tomorrow night to see me in West Palm, uh, excuse me, at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, both shows are sold out, so I can't get you a ticket. Sorry, sorry, sorry. However... Uh, if you just want to meet me, take a selfie, get me to sign a copy of my book, I will be in the casino available to all of you. Yay! Yeah, the kids in the sound effect are cheering. The kids in my house ain't going to be cheering. Me in the casino. Whew. Never ends good. <laughs> Never ends good. And I will be there, though. We're going for it tomorrow night. This could be a problem. Ah, we'll see. Uh, I think the bigger problem in our country right now is everybody is full of everybody. It's so stupid. So what a race to the bottom. So what we're watching right now is there's this new CNN report out right now. Just just bombshell report today. A collection of raw Russian intelligence disappeared under Donald Trump. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. We're back to the everybody's going to die. Trump is a Russian agent thing. Okay, even though they had a whole entire Mueller probe that came and went and proved that the entire thing was opposition research. Funded by Hillary Clinton. Think about the Russia probe. This is how the Russia probe started. Okay, Hillary Clinton was having a big problem in the summer of 2016 because of her private email scandal. So what her campaign did is they devised a scheme in which they went to the FBI, okay, Mr. Baker on the campaign staff, and said, hey, I am not here as a member of the Clinton campaign. I'm just here as a U.S. citizen to give you this information. Come on, don't bullshit me. And they handed the information to the FBI. Hey, we've seen reports that Trump is colluding with this Alpha Bank. He's doing businesses with this Alpha Bank that's in Russia. Clearly, this is a sign that the Russian government is funding his campaign and helping to manipulate the outcome of the election. We're very concerned about this Alpha Bank. The Clinton campaign handed this to the FBI themselves, but claimed they weren't doing it to help their campaign. They were doing it on behalf of their concern. <laughs> I mean, dude, are you serious? I know we're campaigning against this guy, but this campaign aside, we're so concerned about the country. We're just going to give you this fabricated story about our opponent. And then what they did is once the document was handed off to the FBI, they went to CNN and they told CNN and CNN reported that anonymous sources are telling us that the FBI is investigating a link between Donald Trump and Russia. 
And CNN knew they got that information from the Clinton campaign, reported it as if it was anonymous so they could start the rumor that Trump was in bed with Russia. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Now that whole probe came and went with a special counsel that had unlimited authority to probe Trump's taxes, his tax returns, his business dealings, his wire transfers. You know, all the things that show you the Bidens did business in Ukraine and China. Okay, we have proof on them. And the media is like, ah, witch hunt. They're going after a dad looking out for his addicted son. With Trump, they had absolutely positively nothing and held the country for three years being like, there's collusion everywhere. Oh, man, I've never seen so much collusion. You can't walk a block in this town without running into the collusion evidence. But did they ever show us any collusion evidence whatsoever? (laughs) Nope. The only thing we know now is they made the whole thing up. Well, anyway, with that being said, Biden's polling at 33 percent. They're having a hard time getting him off the ticket. Trump is beating him by double digits in the most key battleground states. So now we're starting to get reports from CNN again that are anonymous bombshell reports. Here it is. A binder containing highly classified information related to Russian intelligence uh, election interference went missing at the end of Donald Trump's presidency, raising alarms amongst intelligence officials that some of the most closely guarded national security secrets from the U.S. and its allies could be exposed. Sources familiar with the matter told CNN. And why did they play that sound effect? Because sources familiar with the matter is CNN code for, we made this sh- up. That's what it is. Sources familiar with the matter. Sources familiar with the matter told us Trump was doing business with an alpha bank. Were the sources familiar with the matter? <laughs> nah, it turns out they weren't. Sources familiar with the matter said there was a back channel line of communication between Trump and Putin put in after he got sworn into office. Were the sources really that familiar with the matter? <laughs> nope. Okay, but this is what they do. The reason they quote anonymous stuff is no one can put their name on it. Okay, and it allows for more speculation. Oh, dun, dun, dun. So they tell you it's disappearance, which has not been previously reported. Why? Why has it not been previously reported? Because it's not true. I'm telling you that boy's a genius. Okay, and if it is true, okay, it hasn't been previously reported. Why? Because it wasn't done by Trump. You understand? They're just... They're trafficking in the corner of gray area where there's this plausible denial. Well, we didn't say Trump lost it. We just said it went missing in Trump's White House. It involves Russia. You see what's going on here? The media is a bunch of losers. But that's what we're back to now. In the two plus years since Trump left office, the missing intelligence does not appear to have been found. Now, how would we know? Does the CIA, do they tell us when they find things every time they find things? The answer would be no. Do they tell us every time they lose things? The answer would be no. But they're telling us this. Why? Because it pertains to Trump. It doesn't have to be true. That's not what this is about. When it comes to Trump, the process is the punishment. That's the issue they have, okay? They have gone so far across the boundaries of decency to try and target this man that they're discrediting all of the institutions they said he would destroy. Ah, Trump gets into office. That's the end of the intelligence community. And it kind of is right now. It's the intelligence community, 51 former intelligence officials, 
put their name on a letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. <laughs> yes, it turns out it was real. He's actually been indicted because of the crimes committed on that laptop. But we weren't allowed to share it in the run up to the election. This is how our institutions are protecting establishment politicians. Okay, sources familiar with the matter said it was Russian disinformation. That's what they used you. That's what they said. Just the way sources familiar with the matter said he was colluding with Russia. That's what they did. Sources familiar with the matter said he threatened to withhold aid from Ukraine. A transcript of the interview shows that it never occurred. But sources familiar with the matter, you see. It's all a scam. This is what they do. People, don't get me wrong, have threatened to withhold government aid from Ukraine. It has happened. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Ah, it's Joe Biden bragging about threatening to withhold government aid from a country unless they did his personal business. He should be behind bars. Think about that. But this is what they try to do in this moment. And you got to understand what's going on here. We're in this perpetual fight for power. It's destroying the country. That's why I bring this up. I'm not, it's not even a pro-Trump statement. I mean, it's absurd. Okay, it's a pro-American statement. You can't destroy your institutions like this. All these anonymous leaks, all these little bombshell reports that go nowhere. That is the problem here. The process is the punishment. They're trying to hang this stuff over his head because they will do anything, anything they can to stop Big Don. That's the hook here. The Democrats are very scared of Big Don. They're very scared, okay, because he's leading in all the swing states. Biden is imploding. Okay, the country is a mess. Okay, there were good qualified candidates that could have come and been the Republican nominee. Do you want to know why Nikki Haley hasn't caught Trump? For the same reason Ron DeSantis hasn't caught Trump. Okay, we don't know what their policies would look like in the Oval Office, but we do know how Trump's would look. And they looked exponentially better than what we're getting out of the White House. Tell them like it is. That's honestly why they can't close the gap, is because there's an immediate contrast between Trump policies and Biden policies. Nikki Haley's great on the show. She's funny. I mean, to be clear, DeSantis was good on my show. Wrong. No, I thought he was funny. He did a good job. Okay, I don't think he's a good candidate, but I think the deck is stacked against him because Trump has an overwhelming monopoly on the party right now. And a lot of independents and unregistered voters, okay, who are now trying to get get a little more politically active are doing so because they've seen such a you know drastic decline in their quality of life under Joe Biden. That's the biggest problem that DeSantis has and Haley has and Tim Scott has. Okay, Vivek, well, not Vivek. Vivek's biggest problem is Vivek. But the point is, okay, these guys can't catch Trump. Because every day that we wake up in this country with Biden in office, a Trump presidency looks a lot better than it did the day before. That is correct. You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Before we move this show forward, we would be remiss if we didn't thank our man Paul Gleiser at KTBB down in Tyler, Texas, on behalf of the whole Fox News radio division. Paul Gleiser, class act that he is, sent in a holiday party for the Fox News radio division and fed the whole frickin' radio department today. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, and I mean it, okay? That is that that is much appreciated. If you knew the kind of low-life, bottom-feeding dirtbags I work with on this floor, I mean, man of the year stuff. I mean, this show, of course, is a classy show. Come on, don't bullshit me. The point is, Paul Gleiser, this Bud's for you. Uh, a Bud, not one of those Dylan Mulvaney Bud Lights. You have earned uh, a full Bud Heavy. Joining us now from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona, uh, another class act in his own right, uh, someone we love to have on the show. We we're talking about Representative Andy Biggs. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy. It's good to be talking to the guy that's the top of the class. Well, <laughs> well I will tell you this funny story. Paul Gleiser, one of, he, he owns one of the stations, and he fills it on my show from time to time. He sent everybody lunch today as like a Christmas thank you to the team, uh, and uh, it worked out. Now, I can tell you this. The reason I'm highlighting him, and I didn't open the show by highlighting him, is I wanted to give people time to digest the food. Because when you're ordering food (laughs) in the Times Square area, Paul might have just committed a hate crime without realizing it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there are are some of these restaurants in New York where the families pray after they eat. You dig? And uh, thankfully, he did not pick one. Every bite's... Every bite's an adventure. (laughs) Every bite's a roll of the dice, baby. Uh, But he came through with a a class food, and uh, we are happy to report the bathroom line is not any longer than usual. Uh, And for that, we are thankful to him. Uh, Biggs, uh, ho, 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 we're 10 days from Santa getting here. Um, From what I've been reading this week, it's very fascinating stuff. So Hunter Biden has now been indicted uh, on multiple counts pertaining to a business we were told was Russian disinformation in the run-up to the 2020 election. Isn't that alone proof that they interfered in the election? Well, yeah, when you (laughs) – exactly. I mean, they they said – You can't talk about it. Yeah, you can't even talk about it. So the intelligence community guys come out and say, yeah, this is Russian disinformation, the Hunter Biden laptop analysis. Can't talk about that. Can't talk about Hunter Biden's corrupt uh, uh, Barisma deal. Not, none of that. You can't talk about it. It's not real. It's all fraudulent. But boy, boy, howdy, the Russian stuff with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm that's real. <laughs> it, 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 these people are just savage, and they're 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 amoral. They have no conscience, and so it was real easy for them to just make it up because they they have an objective, and the objective was to get. Joe Biden elected, and now uh, they're ruining that. They wish they had never done that, but uh, it is Hunter's funny. make yeah, Hunter's beautiful, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, I gotta tell you though. People. Yeah, he's I'd never gorgeous. Seen him fully, I'd never seen him fully dressed until the other day. <laughs> Nobody recognized the guy. They're like, "Who's this guy in front of the microphone? With a shirt and tie on? This is crazy." I love the story though that he says he's gonna. He might have to flee the country if Trump gets elected. I'm like, dude, this guy's still trying to get out of paying child support. I'm like, the, the, the lengths he'll go to to get out of paying child support. No, sorry, honey, this Trump thing. I got to leave the country. Um, yeah. But, oh, but let me ask you this, yeah. uh, Biggs. Yeah. Um, are you upset yeah. that you didn't get to participate in the White House Christmas video Joe Biden sent out? Oh, uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm grateful I, I was 
didn't participate. I'm grateful he didn't send it to me. That's funny. I do have a card on my desk right here. I brought, I actually brought it from my my Washington D.C. office. I brought home to show my wife. Put it on my desk. The Christmas card I got from uh, Joe Biden. Does it say Thank Happy you. Easter on the front? <laughs> it says it says Enjoy Christmas on the twenty fourth this year. It's just <laughs> it, it's it's not bad. Um, it's it's. I thought it was interesting because it's signed by Joe. I couldn't read it, and and this is the Doctor Jill, I think. And then then there's a there's a paw by 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 the cat, and then there's a bite mark from the dog. So <laughs> that's funny. All right, this is what I think happened there. I'm going to give you this quick, okay? In the minute we have, we're in a weird pocket of the show with commercial breaks. But okay, do you remember how the dog started to bite Secret Service agents? And now yeah. you know the story you're alluding to. I think the dog was convinced that it's the Secret Service and Biden was the dog because it sees Biden sniffing people. You know what I'm saying? It sees Biden getting led around on a leash at press conferences. And I think the dog was protecting Biden from his own Secret Service, thinking like he's the dog. I'm the human here. Is that possible? Yeah. It, it, it is possible, I suppose. You know, but maybe the dog felt like it owed i mean the dog was the alpha dog right well and, yep. and joe was the beta dog and so felt obligated to protect well, the dog in the pack all right well here's the last and that's funny here's the last theory and it's probably the most plausible okay this dog is a little he's got a little angst right he's a little worked up right dogs have very strong noses and what are they finding all over the white house bigs <laughs> cocaine Okay, so yeah. before we start porting the finger at this German shepherd, how about we clean out the lockers at the White House and get back to me, dog whisperer? <laughs> Andy Biggs, That's the best. Good. We'll do it again soon. Ho, 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 my man. Right, I appreciate buddy. you. Yeah, there, Christmas, man. there he goes. The great Andy Biggs from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District trying to tame the White House dogs. Wish him luck with that one. If only somebody could tame the president. All right, yeah, probably go back to the dogs. Probably easier. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And we're going to have a quick word about Gavin Newsom. This guy's a serious ass. Is he ever? Uh, Newsom, if you remember, was on with our Sean Hannity. Two weeks ago, he was debating Ron DeSantis. So it was Newsom against Ron DeSantis. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Trump's no fan of DeSantis, but I don't doubt he's a big Newsom booster either because Gavin Newsom is a straight-up circus clown. And the one thing it was impossible not to notice when you were watching the Hannity debate is he's not debating issues head on. What I mean by that is if you ask him about homelessness, he'll start talking to you about, you know, climate change and Republican policies and the border. But California's job rate and the size of its economy and shut up, will you shut up? And the reason you say that is because he's never answering questions. He's always defending straw man arguments you know hey gavin what's the deal with the fact that everybody's going to the bathroom on sidewalks in san francisco but does he give you an actual answer the answer would be no no he doesn't say anything at all gavin newsom is a hair gel covered filibuster okay you can ask him anything you want give him credit he shows up to debate but he doesn't actually debate okay that's the mo don't change the subject just answer the question oh he's not answering the question so here is newsom on the other night with the late night with seth myers um 
they they tell you that's a comedy show. <laughs> Seth Meyers is a activist masquerading as a comedian. That's who he is, a late-night woke activist. Everything woke turns to For sure. And the topic of wokeness came up, uh, and they were talking about Newsom debating DeSantis, and everything you're about to hear from Gavin Newsom is a straw man argument. Again, if more Americans are fleeing your state than any other state in the country, okay, if it now costs over $5,000 to rent a U-Haul because the demand to flee your state is that big, you're not doing a good job. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, straight up. Okay, so he can't debate things head on. You can say, oh, California, fifth largest economy. Yeah, they do. Why? Because the population's huge, number one. Okay. Number two, they have so many advantages in terms of just how gorgeous that that state technically is that people are now willing to abandon because they've turned the whole state into a human safari. California is sad. Okay, I drive around with Jenny and Lincoln when we go out there. We love the state of California, like the beaches. Okay, we like, oh, man, Benny's Burritos over on Wilshire. Come on, man. This is good stuff. Okay, but understand, we like going to Dodgers games. We have a good time out there at Chavez Ravine. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. So I don't want to see the state be what it's become. But the truth is, when you drive around California, it really is like a human safari. You're just like, look at that over there. Don't feed him. You know, and you feel terrible there, but for the grace of God, go I. But the point is, Newsom has taken every single crisis in California and made it infinitely worse by throwing government resources at them. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Straight up. okay. so they're spending a gazillion dollars on homelessness, but the number keeps going up. Okay, when we came to crime and filth. And all the junkies in the tenderloin of San Francisco, what did he do? Xi Jinping came to town. They swept them all off the streets in 48 hours, proving they can do it if they want to. But the truth is they don't want to. They don't want the issue of homelessness to go away because Democrats like to run on issues. They don't want to solve them. If they solve them, they have nothing to run on. You understand? If they solve them, then they can't get asked about them and call somebody else a racist for asking. Here is DeSantis, uh, Newsom anyway, trying to explain why he wanted to debate DeSantis, saying, well, it's because DeSantis is anti-black. Where the hell did he get that one from? Clip six. I've developed a lot of animus towards him because of his animus towards all of you. Um, You know, this guy's out there scapegoating vulnerable communities. Uh, He's attacking uh, minorities, attacking women. And I don't like it. And I wanted to push back against it. And I felt like the party was a little timid on all this. I mean, you know, he's out there talking about anti-woke, and I mean this. It's, for me, it's not anti-woke. What he really means is anti-black. He's out there censoring historic facts. He's rewriting history. Uh, he was out there, you know, he eliminated AP African-American studies. He said slavery was somehow some workforce development program, and he doubled down on that. So for me, it's a very serious moment where I just felt it was important to blow back against that, against that narrative, uh, and hold these guys accountable on a network where they don't hear from guys like me ever. You are so full of sh. Okay, Gavin Newsom actually got on our network, which I was thankful for, because I want Republicans in the idea battle. 
Okay, we want Democrats on Fox News. We want Republicans going over to a place like CNN and doing a hit. CNN is the worst. But we want them there because we want to speak for our ideas and we want to compare and contrast our ideas against theirs. When he gives you what's his idea, okay, he's censoring uh, AP African studies. Do you know the AP African studies course we're talking about here was actually a a course – Okay, about sexualizing children, okay, that they attached an AP studies label to. So it would be like, how dare they ban AP studies? Oh, you believe these guys? Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, if you look at what he's talking about, DeSantis being anti-blacks, being anti-women. Okay, he's not doing any of that. Okay, more people are moving to Florida than any other state in America. More black people, more white people. More Asian people, more Muslim people, more women are moving to Florida than any other state in the country. Now, if DeSantis is anti-black, if he's anti-women, okay, if he's anti-minority, are any of these groups moving there? The answer would be no. Of course not. Okay, these are straw man arguments. This is what Newsom does. This is why we were so eager to have him on our air, because you want to expose this thing for what it is. It's an empty suit. It's a nice suit. It's got a fine manicure, pedicure, nice little coat of hair gel on the noggin. Okay, but in terms of delivering for the American people, what would the deliverable be? Okay, if you're Gavin Newsom, he shut down schools during the pandemic longer than any other state in the country. Oh, by the way, while all the public schools were closed, his kids went to private school. That's just how white folks will do you. Shut down the restaurant industry, can't go out to eat, crushes, annihilates small businesses. And what does he get caught doing while all the small businesses are closed and they can't make a buck? Going out to the very high-end French laundry. That's just how white folks will do you. Really, though? This could go on for days. Okay, Gavin Newsom walking around with all kinds of armed security details was right there when everybody wanted to defund the police, said we have to waive, we have to waive COVID restrictions, social distancing guidelines. It's all out the window. George Floyd's dead. We need to riot. Sorry you can't go to school. Sorry you can't go to church. Sorry you can't go out to eat. Sorry you can't travel. But if you do want to steal a pair of Nikes and light a courthouse on fire, I'm your man. That's who Gavin Newsom is. So there's no deliverable. He can't look a voter in the face and say, I've improved anyone's life besides my own. He can't do that. Yet he still has the balls to get out there and run for president because the truth is he's running for president. Okay, this is the Tour de France. You know, in the Tour de France, they have a bunch of bicyclists on the team. And there's a guy riding along next to them in the spandex with the helmet on. He's called an alternate. If somebody drops out of the race, he jumps onto the team. That's who Newsom is. is. Okay, he's pedaling along in his spandex next to Biden, which I don't advise you to do because Biden doesn't have the best record riding a bicycle. But again, I'm not going to insult your intelligence. The man wants to be on the ballot running for president. He's like, no, no, I'm not running. What are you talking I'm not running. I have no interest in running. Yes, he's so uninterested in running that he's debating Ron DeSantis on my channel. He's so uninterested in running, he then runs across the street to Seth Meyers to do a late-night appearance. He's so uninterested in running, you can go to GavinNewsom.com right now and make a donation. Weird that you could do such a thing. I mean, given that the guy's not running or anything, you know what I mean? I mean, are you stupid or something? Here's Seth Myers to his credit, asking Newsom about homelessness 
and not just giving him an easy way out. Clip seven. So I was recently in San Francisco. Uh, great meals, wonderful time. And yeah. then also there are streets you walk down where you're yeah. like, oh, this is Absolutely. a bad scene. Obviously, a lot of money has been spent on the homeless problem, and I yeah. think that's great, and that's compassionate, but yeah. money only does so much. It does yeah. seem like, and I think you agree with this, that the issue is there aren't enough homes, mm -hmm. and you're up against zoning, and zoning is often not, you can't blame it on conservatives. This is often your own liberal support base yeah. that NIMBYism. don't want, yeah, nimbyism. Everybody agrees that we should have homes for these people, but yeah. they don't want it in their neighborhoods or, or to block their view. How do you even go about or that? I'm suing cities. I, I, I threatened to sue my old city, San Francisco. And in fact, we did a big audit and now they are conforming to state law for the first time uh, and finally addressing the housing crisis. The original sin in California affordability in all its forms and manifestations, none more acute than the issues you see out in the streets and sidewalks. You suck, you jackass. That soundbite, though, honestly, is everything, everything you need to know about how misguided liberal policies happen to be. Okay. California has a homeless problem, okay, because these people are addicted to drugs. They are junkies. It is sad. Gavin Newsom is not showing them empathy by giving them government stipends to buy drugs and tends to live in. That's not empathy. That's not just say no. That's just say yes. The resources he has thrown at this problem, the historic level of spending that Seth Meyers is commending right there is to give people more access to drugs, is to give these people in these 10 cities, OK, an enabler at a state level that's now supplying them with the very problem that's plaguing the streets of San Francisco. School kids in San Francisco in better neighborhoods are now being provided with armed escorts to walk them down certain sidewalks. Just to keep them safe. So I like thank you for making an effort to keep some of the kids safe. But here's the reality. They're still walking right through it. Needles on sidewalks. Okay, people wallowing around in their own filth. Junkies, zombies, time travelers, hobbits. It's disgusting. I've been there. Okay, and when you hear them talking about, well, the problem is housing. If you give a guy who's a junkie, okay, who's in a 30-minute argument with an invisible person, okay, his problem is not a lack of affordable housing. His problem is drugs. If you stick that guy in a house, he's just going to destroy it and sell off whatever can be sold so he can get more drugs. But do you see what the Democrats are trying to do is they're trying to frame empathy. It's now a brand. It's not a trait. What I mean by that is you say the right things. Well, they're homeless. We've got to give them homes. But the whole... The, that's not why they're homeless. You understand? Well, if we give them affordable housing, no housing is affordable. If you're in the throes of a level of drug addiction that has reduced you to looking like an extra in the thriller video. OK, but that's what they've created in San Francisco. So when they try to make this and oh, we got to sue the zoning, zoning is the problem. No, it's not the problem. I can tell you this because I've spent a lot of time in San Francisco. And sadly, you can take a dump on a sidewalk in any zone of the town. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, maybe. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it.
bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. If you missed the announcement earlier in the show, tickets are on sale today. Today for the 2024 tour. First leg of my tour, the Everybody Calm Down Tour. I named it that in your honor because that's the vibe of the show. We care. We're concerned about the direction of the country. We take the issues seriously. We do not take ourselves seriously at all. Our brand is winning right now. We're the cool people. Yes, uh, a lot of us are conservative, but we're not the people who consider liberals our enemy. We're the people who consider them our misguided teammates. That being said, we go out on the road and spread a gospel of laughter. Okay, we make fun of everything, but especially ourselves. And it's a really powerful thing to be a part of because we're very much changing the culture. So if you are out there looking to spend some time with your radio buddy in 2024, here are the first dates on the very first leg of the Everybody Calm Down Tour. March the 1st, it is a Friday night. This is the Colonial Theater, Idaho Falls, Idaho. Some of you guys bought tickets to see me there in the fall. They had to postpone the show so I could host Fox News Saturday night. This gig, uh, fully approved. It is on the docket. It's a thing. March the 1st, Friday night, Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls. March the 2nd, a return engagement to the Crest Theater in Sacramento, California. We sold it out last spring. We're going back for a sequel. I loved that crowd. It's the one where everybody, just every joke was like, Jimmy, Jimmy. You guys were great hecklers. We took about uh, three bazillion selfies afterwards and then wilded it out in Sacramento. I'm excited to go back that Saturday night, March the 2nd. Friday, March the, excuse me, Saturday, March the 9th. We were at the Ponte Vedre Concert Hall. In Ponte Vedre Beach, Florida. Hey, girl, that is Saturday night, March the 9th. Uh, March the 29th, it is a Friday. This is our makeup date at the Helena Civic Center in Helena, Montana. I owe you guys a show. Promises made, promises kept. I will be there March 29th. March 30th, I am at the Fox Theater in Spokane, Washington. Be out in Spokane, dodging the locals. Uh, That is Saturday night, March the 30th. Friday night, April the 5th, the Federal Way Performing Arts Center in Federal Way, Washington. We sold that out last year. A rematch in the offing. You guys better turn out, man. I'll take you all the Paseo. We'll get some of those fancy Cuban sandwiches downtown. I love it. Uh, Saturday night, April the 6th, back to the Egyptian Theater in Boise. Looking for a return sellout engagement. Don't let me down, Boise. I'm counting on you. And then Saturday night, May the 18th, we are heading up to Boston, Massachusetts. That's Use your common sense. Stop it. We'll be at the Schubert Theater, world-famous Schubert Theater. That's a big gig for me because that's the kind of place where they book, like, Dave Chappelle. You know, it's a big-name big name venue and uh, obviously quite an honor to be there as well. I mean, every one of these theaters is gorgeous, but the prettiest thing there is our crowd. And I do mean that. Uh, there's nothing for all the cool things that are going on. There's books coming out in 2024, stand-up specials, you know, going to be all kinds of wild election coverage we'll be a part of. But the biggest thing uh, that I've gotten out of doing this show and watching it grow the way it has is our movement is actually, like, really cool. Like, when we were, you know, down in Tyler, Texas last week, everybody who showed up at Texas Music City was hilarious. Some of them even bought beer for my son. It was great. (laughs) It was pretty funny. I'm like, you know, he's 15, right? They're like, you know you're in Texas, right? Pretty funny. And uh, you can be a part of that tomorrow if you're down in Florida. Tomorrow is my final road gig of 2023. The sellout streak lives on. We go two for two uh, tomorrow night. Both shows are sold out in Palm Beach at the Kennel Club. Uh, But if you want an autographed copy of my book, if you're going to the show, pre-order the book today. 
uh, and I will be able to sign the custom insert for you tomorrow that goes right into the book when it shows up in the mail. So if you want a piece of that action, you're buying it for somebody for Christmas, uh, go to foxnewsbooks.com and pre-order that bad boy right now. Uh, And if you couldn't get tickets to the show, I apologize. But being the man of the people I am, uh, I will avail myself in the casino tomorrow night. I am committing myself to a night of cigars and alcohol and, of course, a lot of blackjack. So I will be at your disposal if, in fact, you didn't get in to see the show, but you still want to take a selfie with your radio buddy while he's bottoming out between trips to the ATM. So that's going to do it from here. Uh, I will see everybody in Palm Beach tomorrow. I will see the rest of you back here on the radio this coming Monday to wrap it up the home stretch before Christmas. Santa is coming, girlfriend. So get your act together. Enjoy the weekend. Have the best one allowable by law. And as we say every day, you can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. You can be a Libertarian. You can be independent. You can be a furry. You can be a member of the Whig Party. It really doesn't matter, man. Just do not be a From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.